All right, everybody, welcome back to the Better on Paper podcast. After week six, getting into week seven. Uh, that's the number one. That's, that is that is the line. We are uh, we are in an interesting spot here because I'm kind of dominating our picks. Uh, this last week, we uh, we uh, I went two and one, uh, and I'm just continuing to mount my lead uh, day by day or week by week, I should say, over Cam. But uh, we had some interesting. Uh, Cam made a couple of ballsy decisions that really just did not pay out for him. So uh, we'll kind of start going over that. I'm ballsy like the Lions, dude. I mean, that was a ballsy pick, but they're a ballsy team. We had, uh, I mean, I, it sucks because when you picked Dan Campbell in that game, I was like, you know, I'm kind of behind you on this. I love Dan Campbell. They, I want him to do well, but they really they looked bad. They got their shit, Rick. They got their yeah. shit kicked. I really thought they were going to galvanize behind him, and they just looked really bad. They, yo, I'm sure you saw it, the Dan Campbell press conference. After? after? No, I didn't see yeah. it after the game. Oh, unfortunately. My. Okay. I just yeah, saw him go off on Jared Goff. I was gonna say that's what I was gonna bring up, but if yeah. you like the way he does it is like, where he's like, I need to think of the words to say here, and he's quiet for like ten seconds. It's the most dramatic pause. Like you can tell he's like, do I bury this guy? Do I not bury this guy? Like he, he, it was a dramatic freaking pause like it was almost like a movie and he just comes back and you know he's like he needs to step up more than he has it was like okay so you put him on blast but it was like he took a serious i don't know the pause was just so dramatic i don't know if you haven't seen it like in full oh i i'll have to look it up i only saw saw the the golf quote i was gonna say if you saw the quotes then yeah you should like watch it because it's it's interesting it's dan campbell combat content for sure but oh Mm. man it's Yes, yeah, I, I just Mr. don't think Goff. I could have, like, stand to see. I, I, I was just, like, after the game and saw how bad they played, I was like, I don't know if I can see Dan Campbell, like, after this game. It just would make me too sad. So I just, I didn't, want, I just didn't want to do it. <laughs> the reason I picked that, too, is because I was like, one of these winless teams has to win a game eventually. And I was even like, I'm going to do the Jags because it seems like, they, like they're in London against the Dolphins. It just seems like the game the Jags will win. And I was just like, fuck it, nah. Urban sucks. I'm ga- I'm going around get Dan Campbell, and then sure enough, the wrong winless team won. Well, here's the thing. I am not counting the Jags win as a win, because um, like Thomas and I were saying it's like an international friendly. It's just like doesn't count. So like they're still a winless team in my book, because you know anything that happens in London doesn't matter. Yeah, they got to win on U.S. soil. Yeah. Did you see? <laughs> did you see what Urban Meyer said after the game? Oh, was he? Like what? What girl was he hitting on at this point? Or no, 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 it wasn't like that. If, I mean, if oh, you don't okay. like Urban Meyer, this is just—I mean, for me, I don't know. This might be something that some people just don't think anything about. But if you don't like Urban Meyer, it's just like a nice little nugget you get to grab onto to be like, "Fuck this guy." Um, after the game, he was—he literally like they asked him about the kicker because he kicked both of the field goals that essentially would have won them the game, especially the game-winning field goal. And uh, Urban says. Yeah, I've never even like heard that guy talk before until like after the game. Peter Meyer, God, he's the worst. Like, dude, you like that's what you're gonna say about your guy. Like, oh, you did shit. not win that game. You were, oh my, you coached a bad game. Like this kicker saved your ass, and you're gonna go on the podium and be like, I don't, honestly, I didn't even know who the hell he was before the game started. Like, 
That was their first field goal of the year, by the way. Yeah, so. well, that was I was gonna say, which is such a really weird stat. You would think that would mean that they either just like didn't score any points, or um, like they're just so good that they never had to kick a field goal. But it's like they were just whenever they got into the red zone, they would score or turn the ball over. It's just like a weird. Uh, I don't know. It's, I, I don't understand how they didn't have a field goal in week six. That just doesn't. And make after sense. all of that, I honestly, I've got some words to say about the Dolphins. I was, Shregs was talking yesterday, and uh, he he was echoing some of the stuff that I was saying in one of our earlier episodes when we were doing the. I think maybe it was the AFC preview. Um, maybe the episode after that. We were definitely talking Dolphins though. And. Uh, he echoed some of that, and then he also like brought in some new information as well, which I really like Brian Flores as a man, and I love that season he had where we were, he was kind of becoming a darling coach and like all that. He's now looking good this year. He's made some very awful coaching decisions. There's t- What I was saying at the beginning of the year before we were previewing this, the Dolphins have two offensive coordinators. <clears throat> they have co-coordinators. They also have their quarterback's coach calling plays sometimes. So no wonder Tua looks freaking confused out there. He's taking plays from Flores, one OC, another OC, a quarterback's coach. He doesn't know who's call- telling him what play, what... Pl- like, people are like, he looks confused out there. And like, I don't blame him. I'd be confused too. He's got four people trying to tell him to run plays. Yeah, and It's I mean- just weird what's going on in Miami. Like, they were looking like they were like a darling, like they were bad roster, but great coaching. And... I don't want to just throw away like the good coaching of years past to a slow start and be a prisoner of the moment, but Brian Flores had some awful decisions that game, and like the way that that offense coaching side is set up, because Brian Flores isn't an offensive guy, so you know, so I don't really blame him for the offensive woes per se, but it's just the way that's set up. It's just it's baffling to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I at some point I think the Dolphins will be competitive. I just because they have too much talent like on the roster, the young talent, but it might just be in a year and a half from now. And like, that's what's weird is I just don't know. Like right now, I don't see a path to them being good in this season. And it's kind of a bummer because I thought they were going to be really good. Like I thought their defense was going to be better than it is. I thought Tua was going to at least have an okay. Like, I mean, like they're, I thought with Will Fuller and Jalen Waddle, like, well, obviously Tua has been hurt, but still, like I thought that was all going to kind of come together. And I don't know. Like I just... The Dolphins are not a good team right now, and it's I, kind of a bummer because I kind of wanted them to be good. I'm kind Fuller's of thinking also about still hurt right now after coming off of uh, suspension. Yeah. 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 Whoops. Well, then they had Devontae um, Parker out and Albert Wilson out, so that's why Waddle had such a good game. But still, yeah, I, it's just it, a bizarre. It's a bizarre team, and it sucks that Urban Meyer got a win. <laughs> I don't really want to. I don't want to. I don't want to put this evil on the Dolphins. But now that I'm saying this out loud, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this evil on the Dolphins. I this team is reminding me a lot of the Eagles. It almost feels like this team is trying to do the Eagles traded away Zach Ertz after he had success. It was like all of their weapons were out except for Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz has a good game and they go, he's gone. Like, I think the Eagles, Deshaun Watson is going to the Eagles or the Dolphins. And both teams are trying to sabotage their current quarterback so that the PR hit does not slam them. Like, I really feel like they're trying to set Tua up for failure, and the Eagles are setting Jalen Hurts up for failure. That way the fan base isn't like, this is our guy. 
That way, when they trade for Deshaun Watson, which whatever happens with that, I mean, it's going to be a PR hit. You know, it's people aren't going to be like, heck yeah, that we've got this man. I mean, people will be excited for the quarterback, I'm sure. But, and I think they just are trying to make, they're trying to, they're already mitigating PR. And so the one way you do that is you don't get rid of your guy where people think like this could be a guy. And you're like, you got rid of him just for Deshaun? Like, I, so conspiracy I, I'm, conspiracy I'm with theory. you on conspiracy theories in a way, but I'm going to go to a different conspiracy theory and pivot to a game that we both picked wrong last week. So we picked, we both picked the Broncos and obviously that oh. didn't happen. Raiders looked really good, but I also think we picked the Broncos. We also picked the Broncos before John Gruden's uh, re- whole thing broke out. So like when we recorded yeah. last week, this was like we literally hit for all those listeners that like don't know what we're talking about. Like we literally hit stop recording and then we checked our phones and ten minutes later was like, uh oh, like what's going on? Broke. And so like we probably would have changed our picks a little bit because I would have been like, oh, Raiders are hundred percent going to win now because it's going to be a galvanizing you know thing behind their uh, behind their new uh, interim head coach, but. My new conspiracy theory, and I think is just insane, is I, I'm going to exclude all the stuff about John Gruden because like there's no, nothing to defend about him, right? But what I want to know is how come nobody is really talking about um, all of the emails that were taken from the Washington football team by the FBI and just they aren't like releasing any of it. And they found so like communication with the NFL, like former head of legal in the NFL, who's like really close with Dan Snyder. It's just like all of these things going on. It's like they're clearly covering up all kinds of stuff. And then on yeah. top of it, they're like, oh, we're just going to retire Sean Taylor's number. They announce it Tuesday before the game, which normally they announce that stuff months beforehand because they try to hype it up for ticket sales. That franchise loves absolutely like their franchise's fan base just they love sean taylor he's so beloved and they didn't even hype it up at all until the tuesday before like you cannot tell me they're not covering all kinds of shit up there and it like i i know it's going to come out it's going to be horrible it's it's not being talked about to the point that it needs to be talked about i'll i'll be honest with you um I agree with everything you said, except for the part that it's not being talked about because I, I've seen a lot of people talk about it. Like even it's not being talked about enough. NFL heads, the NFL head. I mean, I I don't know who you follow, but like I've been following the people I follow on like who work at NFL Network and like some ESPN people. They've all been talking about that, and they've all been saying like, why are the other emails not getting leaked? And I saw something that basically brought it down. And I honestly, this is why the emails aren't getting leaked. My my half. My conspiracy theory is it's Snyder leaking the emails as a warning to say, stay the fuck away from me. He's trying to not get canceled, so he's going to cancel everyone else before they can cancel him. It's like some weird cancellation James Bond villain-like shit. That, well, that's it's, my, that, it's, that's, it's that's Goodell my buying loyalty. My thing is it's but Goodell buying loyalty, right? Because he needs, to th- he needs to just keep a third of the owners on his side. So if he basically like proves his loyalty to Dan Snyder, then other owners won't get pissed and try to like boot him if like things come out because like I think Goodell was involved in a lot of shady things to covering all this other crap up. So like if that actually is the case, like he needs the loyalty of the owners, so he's trying to keep these owners on his side. So if things get leaked, they don't immediately vote to impeach him and get him out. I- I can tell you what it comes down to and why they're not getting leaked. It com- this, this is my honest belief. 
on a scale of one to ten, what is the PR hit for the NFL if they don't release the emails? And then what is the PR hit on a scale of one to ten if they do release all those emails and then what's in those emails? What do you think is going to cause a bigger PR hit? Oh, well, totally. I mean, yeah, I agree. Like, obviously, that's, like, if they release, it's going to be worse. That's, that's but, like, there is a point where, is, like, I like, I mean, like, obviously, this is all, like, conspiracy theory talk. We have no hard evidence about this. So, like, this is Hey, I mean, like, if you ask the NFL, they said only John Gruden's emails were the ones that were wrong. And, and I mean, <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, we're, like right like now, we have... hundreds of thousands of emails? Yeah. Like, we, we don't have any evidence to be making any of these things other than, like, random, like, kind of anonymous sources throughout the league and, like, speculation, right? It's like... I'm fully admitting this is all like alleged things, right? But like well, yeah. hearing like rumors about like oh potential like sex trafficking things happening within the organization, like crazy stuff. Like I'm like all right, like at some point those like, are true. When do they Not release the? But when do they release this stuff to at least say no, it didn't happen? Like at some point, this is going to be a bigger deal where they're not releasing it and someone will get a hold of it. And when it comes out, because it's going to get leaked, right? At some point, it will get leaked. It will happen. So when that happens, now they're going to be, instead of saying, hey, we got it ahead of it, it's going to be like, you guys said everything was fine. You guys knew that it was wrong. Goodell's going to be out on his ass. He's going to be getting sued up the yin yang. It's going to be all kinds of crap. Like, I, I just don't understand why they're not getting ahead of this and the only thing i can think of is he's trying to buy the loyalty of the owners because the owners are the nfl like those 32 people that own teams and their associated families are the ones that vote on everything so like that's the only thing i could think of see i don't think he has to buy their loyalty because they're in the same boat as him like you said they are the nfl goodell's the nfl so like they don't want their ship to go down it's not that they're loyal to each other it's it's, it's that they have this shared Financial stake, you yeah. know. Well, they're all just the over their own. I, I think Goodell the NFL is just would... a hired figurehead. Like he, he's just the person who messages what the owners want to say because the owners just kind of hide and cower. Like literally. Yeah, but Goodell's if I was one of the thirty-one NFL that... owners, if I was one of the other thirty-one NFL owners, and I knew one of the other owners was doing some shit that it sounds like Dan Center might have been doing, or at least the organization was doing, like I would want him out because I wouldn't want him in the club of my. Like, I wouldn't want him ruining my financial investment down the road. So like, it, it, even if it's not even a moral thing, like take the morals out of it because some people just don't have any morals, right? Like purely from a financial interest, like them keeping Dan Snyder around is going to hurt them long-term. And I don't know why yeah. they haven't taken care of that. I, I don't, I mean, I, I agree. I think it's just because it's a good old boys club. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Because to your point, like there, I'm pretty sure there are owners as well that are like, no, I want you to leak this shit because by you not leaking it, now I look... Who's going to trust me? Because now people are like, oh, all of the owners look bad. So if you're trying to protect five owners, I'm throwing a number out, you know? Like, if you're just trying to protect five owners, you're making all 32 look bad. And But yeah. again, they're just kind of like, if we just don't release it, though, then this will go away. So it's a bad PR hit now, but it'll be worse if we leak everything. Cause but what if it gets leaked? What if it the, gets leaked other is, than... That's the thing. Is like if it's not an intentional thing... It, like my guess is something will get out right like it, as much as they try to keep things under wraps like leaks happen they always some happen. like 14 year old in, in belarus is gonna is gonna at some NFL, point yeah no at question. some point something's gonna happen you're gonna have someone in the nfl it's a whistleblower whether it's now whether it's five years from now whether it's 10 years from now like something will happen so it's just a matter of to what extent and they're just like at this point i mean obviously again all speculation all just our opinions and us kind of making stuff up based on what we're hearing but like i just don't understand like what this motivation is to keep 
somebody who the other owners don't even really like. Like it doesn't, it doesn't sound like Dan Snyder is the most popular guy, even within NFL circles. So either they, they just have dirt on everybody. So they're all just protecting everybody or like there's other financial motivations that I can't understand um, to not leak these emails. God love Pat McAfee just refusing to entertain any sort of conspiracy theory. So when he was talking about this, he's like, so the NFL, the NFL said out of all the 650,000 emails, only John Gruden's were bad. So, you know, what if Gruden's just sending off these emails saying all this shit? And people are like, can you believe this guy? He's sending this to my work email. The boundaries on this man. Like, so, I mean, he's making a bit out of like, what if, you know, literally it's only Gruden. <laughs> what yeah, if in some it's, weird it's parallel possible, universe right? where the, you ask the NFL, hey, can you release it? And they're like, no, only Gruden's was bad. Everything else is totally fine. And just being like, I'm sure that's true. Okay. Like, it's just, then just for a second, let's pretend that's true. I mean, we're it's pretending entirely that it's possible. not true, so let's pretend it is true now. You know, so pretending it's true. How bad does Gruden have to look? You're just, like, sending all these emails out, and people are just like, LOL. And he's just like, yeah, I'm just, like, getting after every <laughs> single shit. And people are just like, ignore. <laughs> like, I don't well, know. Like, I that's the thing that's crazy. Like, let's just assume that's true, right? Then, like, also, then why wouldn't you release your, the results of the investigation? This investigation's been over for months. Like... See, so, like, I, I why wouldn't you just release, release the, the results emails, of the investigation? Though, like, there's probably a lot of really, really, like, secret stuff in those emails. Like, they're probably yes, talking that's about what I'm saying. Release moves, the results of the investigation. Social security like, numbers. You don't want to tip your hand on anything. You know what I mean? Well, so, I, mean, I, I get the that they're moves, being super... I mean, some of these I, go back 10 years, though. So, I'm like, some of these player moves, like, might be involving players that are no longer in the league. Yeah, but uh, could you imagine if the NFL Players Association got hold of, like, stuff about colluding about salaries or something between owners? Which does happen. Yeah, exactly. But if you have hard proof of it, because the, the NFLPA is one of the ones asking for all this yeah. shit to be released. Because they know that stuff's in there. They know the yeah. money stuff is in there. Yeah. So the owners are trying to protect their financial interest from two fronts. One, the PR where the fans want to buy jerseys and shit. You know, not hate the team for the owners. And two, they want to make sure they're paying their players as efficiently as possible. I also just want to know, like, it. why are you guys using email? Like... If your guys are going to do shady stuff, why are you using email where it can literally be tracked with your name through professional organizations? Like, at least use a burner account or something. You know, <laughs> like, See, like do something. That's, that's why I think there is there is a possibility it was actually just John Gruden. Because I feel like if you're an owner, you're so much more, like, into the system and you know that stuff a little more obviously. Send text. They're probably using, they're probably using their personal emails. They're probably phone calls. Phone calls. You know yeah, why? Yeah, that too. You can you can subpoena emails, you can subpoena texts. Unless you recorded a phone call, you have absolutely no evidence. Go out to a nice dinner, private room in the back. Yeah, That's... owners owners are older, old school than email. You know they operate on such a different Wait, wavelength. Whereas John Gruden was like, no. I'm gonna fire off some emails. Have you Rah. seen these NFL owners? You're telling me these guys are old fashioned. Dude, Jerry Jones still blatant sarcasm. Dude, blatant sarcasm. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we got way off track. Sorry, guys. We uh, got a little carried away. We just love going down the rabbit hole, man. So we're just going to move on. What is going on, NFL? Release the emails. Better on paper officially demands we join the NFLPA in requesting you to release the emails. That is all. Let's move on. Let's move on to the other game that we picked. Uh, The other game that we picked different is the Cardinals and the Browns. And so then Catherine, again, we, 
I do have to bring it back to the Raiders, but unrelated to group. Well, kind of, but not really. Just to move on. This is some fun stats that I heard okay. from the Spice Rack, and I just want to I just want to plug Spice Rack stats. Um, he has a stat that goes across NFL and college. So in college football and NFL football, if a team is going into a game that weekend where there's some sort of mm, locker room strife, you know, you, you can imagine the locker room's not you know, mentally there, i.e. when the Raiders played the Bears after that Friday when the first email got leaked, uh, they almost always lose. And then following that stat, um, if a team gets rid of a head coach where either the head coach has caused some controversy or the team is just, you know, 0-13, 1-12, you know, people are just exhausted of hearing the same stuff and losing all over again. Like, if they if they just get rid of a head coach in a bad situation like that, you know, not necessarily implying controversy. That team almost always, to what you said, galvanizes and wins their next game. Almost always. So just to see the Raiders go into the Bears with the controversy and lose and then come back into this week after Gruden was gone and win, it was just like the prophecy has been fulfilled. Well, yeah, I mean, that, like, I wish I would have known that before we picked our games because, like, I, you know. We like, also, it wouldn't have mattered. Gruden hadn't resigned, so we well, you know, yeah, no, just... well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wish we, like, if we would have picked our games, like, an hour later, oh, yeah. we would have known. So much, but... so much lost information going into that game. Oh, well. Um, but it's all right. Now, yeah, so let's, let's go. Let's go Cardinals into Browns. Cardinals-Cleveland. So I'm going to, like, get ahead of a story here, you know. So I'm still out on Cliff Kingsbury, but I'm not necessarily out in the Cardinals. And let me explain. So Cardinals won, obviously, they looked really good. Browns looked horrible. So I think it's a combo of the Browns having a lot of injuries and looking really bad. And then I also think Cliff Kingsbury holds the Cardinals back. So him not being able to call plays and coach, I think actually like helped the Cardinals a lot, um, which is a weird thing to think about. But I, I, it seemed like that worked. Like I mean, they, Their offense looked better this week than they did against the Niners. And the Browns have a better defense. So, and the Browns were at home. So like it should have, for all intents and purposes, been a like a, a ass kicking for the like Browns kicking the Cardinals' ass because they didn't have a few coaches, a couple players that were out, all kinds of stuff, and the Browns just looked bad. Yeah, they had some injuries. Cream Hunt went out later in the game, but the game was kind of over by that point. Like the Browns just looked bad. Baker looked horrible. The Browns look bad. Yeah. Bad. They completely collapsed. And if it wasn't for that hail mary at the end of the half, they would have looked way worse. So like, speaking are the Browns of, of frauds? Coaches, yeah. Speaking of darling coaches that are now in the hot seat in my book, Kevin Stefanski. I'm not saying are the Browns not, frauds. I'm not. I'm not turning on you, Kevin. But you know, he's been a bad couple weeks, bro. Well, th- then you go to the, the transitive property here, right? Like the Browns' last game was against the Chargers. That was an electric game. We all thought the Chargers were the next best team, and the Chargers just come in and get their ass handed to them by the Ravens. So like Ravens are looking good, dude. Lamar are the Browns frauds? Are the Chargers frauds? Like I don't know. Chargers are probably not frauds. I I don't think too much. I just think the Bra- I think the Chargers finally had a bad week, and it just happens in the NFL. Although I don't know who they play in this next week. Maybe they're on bye. Chargers are on bye this week, but. All right. Let's see. That that means that all eyes on week eight. But I'm pretty sure that that showing against the Ravens was a fluke. Sometimes you just have a bad, awful game. I mean, the Packers had a similar one against the Saints. Yeah, I think. That, well, I mean, as a Chiefs fan, I was happy to see the Chargers take it out because we kind of need them to do that. But I, I'm not. 
I'm not really looking too much into it, thinking that it's bad Chargers. I just think it's yeah. an unlucky week. So that was kind of – oh, and then I guess your last pick for that week was that the Chiefs were going to score six touchdowns, and they didn't get close. So I stopped they scored. what it was. They scored a f- – It was four, right? Four, maybe five. Yeah, but it wasn't four. six. Regardless, no, it wasn't, it wasn't six. six. I so. think it was. I think it was four. I'm trying to think because I don't know. It was the final score was thirty-one to thirteen, not thirty-eight to eight, thirteen, right? Yeah. So yeah, I'm pretty sure it's thirty-one. Thirty-one. Okay. 13, yeah, we scored yeah, four, so four, scored t- four. Four touchdowns then. Yeah, four touchdowns. Yeah. Either way, I lost yeah. that one. They didn't score six. Yeah. So I'm up fifteen to no sixteen to thirteen. Now I this think. could be a daddy. This could be a daddy W week. I've got we got one pick different this week, but we are gonna yeah. make some prop bets because I need to claw my way back up, and I can't do that <laughs> if we only have one point up for grabs. Unless you so want to give me only, two points for an Eagles upset. Our only pick is I'm picking the Raiders. He's picking the Eagles. I'm not giving you two points for that because I want to make some prop bets. But okay. we're gonna go with that. I think prop bets I want to make are who throws more interceptions. Matt Ryan or Tua? Do they play each other? They do. Yes. Yes. Is it is it a weak move of me if I just say I'll take? Actually, I don't want to say I'll take the opposite of who you take. I I, I think it's gonna be Tua. So you're gonna take Tua throwing more interceptions? Yeah, I'm gonna take Tua. All right, I'll take I'll take Matt Ryan throwing more picks. Um, wow. So we'll wow. But that's bold. You know what? I like it. Daddy W needs yeah. some dubs. Right now he's then, Daddy L. And then I'm going to say uh, Matt Stafford throws for under three touchdowns. No, under. Oh, I was I was gonna say under four touchdowns, but I feel like three touchdowns will still be a good game. He's playing the Lions this week, so I'm actually gonna change my bet, and I'm gonna say Jared Goff throws for two touchdowns or more. I like that those aren't obnoxious lines. That's what's the part that's scary. These actually come off as like real Vegas odds. Yep. Where I actually, cause, cause that six touchdown shit we did last week was a little ridiculous, but I was yeah. willing to buy in. Um, yep. But I'm like, damn, bro, you've got Matthew Stafford only throwing three and Jared Goff throwing two. I'm like, those are, those are actually realistic numbers. I'll let, I'll, I'll, I, I, w- I want to, st- I'm going to stick with the Goff one. Look so at if us. You take, if you want to take real Vegas props, if you want to take the under on the golf one, we'll do that. It's really hard because, do I think Jared Goff is going to throw two touchdowns against the Rams? Emotionally, no, but it's a revenge game, and Dan Campbell just called him out. So I'm like, do am I going to predict the Lions to win? Hell no! But like, just to throw two touchdowns, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, is this where we're at? like? I don't think it gets that hard to throw two touchdowns. Although the Titans just beat the Bills last night and Ryan Tannehill didn't have a single touchdown. Yep. So it is really not that hard to not score two touchdowns. Oh, man. I'm on full tilt right now. What, what are you taking? What do you think is going to happen with Jared Goff? I, I think he's going to throw two or more. That's a really good bet. I don't know if I want to bet against it or not. I'll bet against it. Fuck it. You got, you got to risk it. You got to risk it to get back in. I do. I do. I'm, well, the thing I'm trying to do is like, I'm also trying to like think of another good prop, but I just don't have any. 
So I've got Tua out, out intercepting Matt Ryan, which that could game come down to a push because that, that leaves things up for a tie. Who throws for more touchdowns, New England? or So Mac Jones or Zach Wilson? Oh, Mac Jones. Yeah, I, I think so too. But I could see that being like an emotional letdown game. Well, yeah, so do I. But do you think that Zach Wilson will out-touchdown Mac Jones? I don't know. He may throw more picks, but he also may throw more touchdowns. <laughs> he definitely will throw more picks. I don't disagree there. Yeah. Let's just do it. Let's keep the three points up for grabs. I'm down 10 to 13, okay. right? So, so if Let's, I, if, we'll I go, if I go undefeated this week. Yeah, okay. So we're going to go. I got Matt Ryan throwing more picks. I got Goff throwing two or more touchdowns. And then I you have know what? I got the Raiders. And you I got, got one for you. I got one more fun prop bet we'll do. Jameis Winston has more interceptions than touchdowns. I will say he has more touchdowns than interceptions. They are, he is going against the best safety in the league. That was so... I Don't get me started on the Seahawks. I'm teeing you up. I'm teeing you up. The, I, I will go off on the Seahawks right now if you want me to. and I, Mostly Jamal Adams and Russell Wilson, but we're not going to do that right now. Yeah, I'm not down to do that. It would be nice. I, I, I don't know. The, Russ... You're cringy, bro. I love you, but you're cringy as hell, hell, man. So corny. You know, too, he went into the locker room after that and, like, quoted some scripture or some shit. Well, so are, like, are Gino, you taking... Gino, read this passage. This passage will give you strength. Well, okay, he went out for the coin toss. If you're on IR, you're not supposed to be... He literally went out for the coin toss for the beginning of the game in overtime, and he was doing fake huddle two-minute drills by himself on the field before have, the game. I mean, I have it's no issues what, with him being out there for the coin toss. He is the undisputed leader of this team. He was on the field. He was literally on the field while the clock was running during that two-minute drill. Like, at the end of the game when DK fumbled the ball, he was on the field while it was running. So at the end of the game, DK Metcalf running down the sideline, like time's about to expire. Instead of hopping out of bounds, he fumbles the ball. Uh, Like, it was Freddie Swain jumps on top of it. So that's probably why Shannon Sharp was ripping into him. Yeah, that was why, that's why Shane and Sharp was ripping into him. Okay. So then they run the ball in to have to spike it. They get the spike with one second left. But as that whole thing was happening, Russell Wilson was on the field. Like, that's it so should funny. have been a penalty and ended the game. Like, or they just let him get away with whatever he wants. And they ended up losing anyway. But still, like, it was lost. just so dumb. Oh, God. I, I just I can't say I think they realized that. So I don't know. <laughs> I saw something that was really funny. It was like Russell Wilson sent some. Bible passages to DK so he could apologize to Shannon. <laughs> All right, so are you going to take the Jameis bet or what? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, I, so I, I, got- I, I really think that the Saints are going to have a... Seahawks, I don't, I don't want to insult you guys because I, I tend to root for you more than I root against you, but back-to-back primetime games for you all, like this was supposed to be obviously a push for Russell Wilson by the NFL. And now it is just the Geno Smith extravaganza, and it's, it's can we get the Seahawks out of prime time? Like Seahawks versus Big Ben, I was so happy that I was stuck behind a spear semi truck crash for five hours that I missed that game, and now they're playing the Saints. I'm like, these aren't even good matchups. These were very clearly meant to be just like showing Russell Wilson, which I was all for, but he's not there, and now it's just gross football on prime time. I'm sorry, Seahawks. Mm-hmm. It's just not looking good for you guys right now. Yeah. All right. So for this week, 
all we have are Matt Ryan versus Tua, Raiders, Eagles, and um, the Jared Goff throwing two or more touchdowns. That's what we got for the week. Um, we kind of yeah. went off the rails this week, guys. I uh, hope that was that's okay with you guys. Uh, I thought it was at least entertaining conversation for the most part. So I uh, uh, <laughs> hope that works out for you. Um, next week, we'll probably be doing some temperature checks on the teams that we I, got. I, you know, I'm, I'm down to do them today if we just want to run through them really quick. Like, we just we really just say, like, how we're feeling without going in depth. I think we've, I think we've let out all of our baggage about things we're feeling really emotionally tied to right now. If we just want right, to do let's quick. All right, let's do it. All right, take some quick temperature checks of some, uh, some teams. Thomas, did you, have, oh. did you have any sort of uh, – what? Any sort of strategy behind picking these teams that you're going to lay on us? Is it pure randomness? Do you, are you going for the the headlines? The, they're teams we had, I think, strong opinions on preseason. Okay. All right. I'm for it. Let's do temp check. So Let's do it. Uh, let's start off straight off the bat. Houston. Ooh, they're still bad. Expected. They're still yeah, bad, they're but, bad. They want, but they beat the Jags. So it's like they, they fooled me into thinking that they're better than they are. They are better than they are. They but they're still bad. Bottom five team. They're bad. Bottom five. Bills Mafia. They just aren't the... I don't think they're the clear-cut worst team in the NFL like I thought they were going to be. Yeah. Agreed. So congrats, Houston. All right. Other side of the coin, uh, Buffalo Bills. How do you guys feel about them? I still think they're really good. I think the Titans just matched up well, and uh, Derrick Henry is inevitable. Uh, <laughs> I think that... I thought the Bills were the best team in football going into that Monday night football game, and I think they didn't look as strong as I, I don't think they're the best team in the NFL anymore. I don't know. I mean, they're still top five. I'm not like saying Bills suck now, but I don't think they're the clear cut number one team in the NFL. Yeah, I, but I still think they're a very good team. Like I, 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 I still think they're the favorite in the AFC right now. Fighting words. All right. Moving on, Tennessee. How we feel oh. about Tennessee? Tennessee, they're going to be – every week is going to be new for them. It's just like I, I don't like, I don't think they're a great team, but they're not bad. They're just Thoughts like, on Tennessee? Their Derrick Henry runs 40 times a game and then see what happens. I think, Derek, I think Derrick Henry is the only thing good on that team. I think their defense is trash. I don't – like Matt Ryan's playing bad. AJ Brown has disappeared. Julio has been ex- anything but even exciting. It, it, it's been Derrick Henry after Derrick Henry after Derrick Henry. So, I think the Titans so, are not a good team. So you want to know the you want to know the stat? But they are in the AFC. They are in the AFC South, though. So good for them. Yeah. So Derek Derek Henry has more yards after contact than the next person has total yards for rushing, and that's the next person is. So he he has seven hundred and eighty three total yards. He has five hundred. So like in order, if you go rushing leaders in the NFL, it goes Derek Henry at seven hundred eighty three yards. Then Derrick Henry after contact at 587 yards. Then Nick Chubb at 523 yards. And then Zeke at 521, Mixon at 480. So he's just like at another level compared to everybody else right now. Like he's their entire team as he should be because he's inevitable. Yep. Agreed. Derrick Henry is inevitable. Dude, that man is fucking. I would say Thanos, but that's Brady. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the rings. Yep. Yeah. All right, what's our next team? All right, All right next, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Oh. Kev, how you feel? I still think they're going to be fine. 
it's just they're not gonna like they're definitely more vulnerable than they've been. Like they're they're gonna be fine when it's all said and done. They're gonna make the playoffs. They may not be the one seed just because of how things work out. They might have just just enough losses where the Bills have an easy enough schedule down the stretch, um, where they may not get the one seed, but they're still gonna be the two or three seed. They're gonna win the division. I think. I think it's it. They'll be fine. I don't know why you did this to me, Thomas. I'm a shell of a man right now. I don't know. We beat the Washington football team, who I think is a bottom five team in the NFL. Like, it... Ask me next week after the Titans game right now. I mean, I feel fine, um, but I'm like, I don't know. We'll see. I, I think we'll win the division. Temperature check, I, I'm still confident we'll win the division. But I think we've kissed our chances at the one seed goodbye. That's all. All right. And then uh, last temperature check for the day, the Detroit Lions. How are you going to ask me about the Chiefs and not ask Kevin about the Niners? <laughs> oh, that's because that's that's because we have too many injuries. But so the Lions are interesting because again, like I I think Dan Campbell is not at fault here. I think they're that roster is just horrible. So I think they're building something. I think they are a work in progress. They will like I just don't like I looked at their schedule. I don't know where they're going to win a game. Like. I don't. To be fair, they were they were chalked up to be bit, like already in contention with Ferragono and seventeen, and to your point, it was just it was a bad roster. They signed Dan Campbell to five years. They knew what it was going into it. it. It's a deep rebuild. It's not a retool. It's it's not a reboot. This is a deep rebuild. It's not going to be a yeah. good year, and I I think it's easy yeah. to chalk them up for zero to one. Yeah, year I mean like lucky too. Like, so this like he's they the only wins that they could possibly get are potentially Eagles, Vikings, Broncos. And like uh, Falcons, maybe. Like those I, are the only chances, and I don't think they're favored in any of those games by any means. If I was if I was GM of the Lions, what would I do? I would move on from Jared Goff. I would try to build a team and not worry about quarterback. I don't know what I would do with the quarterback situation because I, I I'm not a proponent for drafting one this year. Um, I don't know. I guess I would if I was the Lions, I would try to build every sort of aspect about your team except for the quarterback. And then hopefully in two years there's a good draft and you're in position to snag one of them. And if not, free agency, baby. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. That's, that's final thought on the final thought on the Lions. How long until Dan Campbell needs a win? How long until he needs a win, or how long until he? Gets I think a win? I think I think he can go zero and seventeen and keep his job. I think he's gonna go. I think if he goes zero and seventeen, he will. It's hard. It depends on the context of the zero and seventeen, though, because that's like. Can he go zero and seventeen and keep his fans? Yes, uh, it's so. It's if not they're even competitive, the season, yes. Though. Yeah, it has. To, it depends on the context of the zero and seventeen. If it looked like they looked against the Bengals, I mean, we all know we're not faulting Dan Campbell, but I mean, if it's if they show a lot of those kind of performances for the rest of the year, I mean, there's still like what 10, 11 football games that need to be played. It can leave a sour taste in people's mouth if they have games like that for the next 10 to 11 straight. Um, I don't think he loses his job, but, I mean, he's going to need a win. It depends on what they do in the offseason, though, too. Like, if they have – if you know how it is. Like, sometimes you just – Well, the bad I, I think – I think what's – where there's expectations. And so if he has well, expectations, th- you better get one fast next year. Well, the thing is, is if he doesn't get fired right after the season, he won't get fired this year, at least. Oh, he, he so won't like, get fired this year. I don't, I don't yeah, think he will. I, I think the only way show. he gets fired this year is if they just look completely horrible for the rest of the season. And I just don't see that happening. So, like, I don't think, I think he's safe for a year. He gets fired. I just think if that happens, he 
he gets under the hot seat as far as fans go. Like fans might be like, I don't think this was the best move, but yeah. I think as far as job security goes, he they can lose zero to forty every single week, and he might. I think he still has his job. Although I say that out loud, that's really egregious. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It is All to right. go zero and forty ten straight games. That's I mean yeah that would not that's be, but that might be record setting bad. He will he would be the first person to go winless in a season as a player and a coach both for the Lions, so uh, that would be kind of an insane stat. So hopefully that doesn't happen. And <laughs> poor we'll Dan, we gotta keep that monitor on that. Um, all right, so. Crazy episode. We went all over the place. <laughs> but, yeah. One, we went all over the place, but the one place we didn't go, inside those emails. As much as we wanted to. <laughs> as much as we wanted Let to. Let me in. Let me in. Let me in. We need to leak these emails. If there's one thing I've learned about this country, we love a good email leak. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, follow our uh, social accounts if you want more content. Uh, we're constantly putting out stuff. If you want to see uh, some good Seahawks Twitter beef, we're uh, we're pretty good. So uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Uh, what's our socials, Thomas? Kevin, you know our socials. I don't remember every week. I have to remember every week. It's Kev Bop Bop Cam TC Three Bop Better Underscore on Paper. Yes. Yeah. There's a. Yeah, I think that's it. Better on paper pod, Instagram maybe. You more than any of us are are prepared for studying. Yeah, you think you think I would be? I know you're doctor. Uh, definitely, definitely not doctor. That's all right. All right, we will catch you soon. Hashtag not a doctor. We'll catch you next week. Peace.